Welcome to the Three Thirds Mike, One Third Scouts podcast. It is episode number 37 and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Mann. How are we both? Hello. Hello. How are you, Cheezer? I'm very well, thank you. I was, I, I mean, I was going to start uh, the podcast with something slightly controversial, but I don't, it might, it might take oh. up the, the whole podcast. I meant to mention this one when, uh, when we went on our walk. It's been brewing a while, then. Yeah. It's ages. An entire European tournament's been launched. It kind of follows on from when we talked about, when we were talking about the new series of Taskmaster. So I don't know if I'm... I, I'm so we so the new series of Taskmaster, and we had a conversation um, off-air a few weeks ago that wasn't, wasn't the best um, series. And I managed to catch... So I'd not watched a couple of episodes. managed to catch up with... Um, the one where they were doing the sugar and the salt on the table. Can't remember what what else was going on in that episode, but I actually thought that was the best episode of that series. Yeah, I agree. The last couple of episodes have actually been quite good, haven't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think this is because Lee Mack and Mike Wozniak have kind of took a lead role in like the the studio bit. They started having it- some chemistry, haven't they? It was the only time that they kind of they kind of felt like they were they talked to one another in the studio and it was a bit it was funny what they'd done and I was like oh that's probably the, that's probably the best stuff they've done and then it reminded me about I don't know why this was I I never really I did, Bob Mortimer came into my head and I don't know why but I never really I never ever got Vic and Bob ever I never got Vic and Bob ever and when Bob Mortimer was on Taskmaster I remember there was something popped up on on YouTube about him on being on Would I Lie to You, and I remember watching him on Would I Lie to You, and he, he, the stories that he tells and how he tells them, I was like, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But yeah, I didn't get, I don't get the whole, I don't get the yeah, shooting stars thing, thing. Don't get, don't get it. I never, I don't even think. I think I've seen maybe about two or three episodes of shooting stars. <laughs> so what's this got to do anyway? What's this contra- What's the controversial bit that you didn't I, like, Bob Morton? I just thought I, I just didn't like Vic and Bob. Because oh, right. you, you've talked about Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing, and you really like it. Have you not watched that? Never watched that. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's not possible to not like that show. You, you've got this three series of it now. You'll love every single Oh, you're in for a treat. I mean, I'm I, jealous. I, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, that you get to experience it for the first time. I mean, I feel like I should have had this conversation four months ago before I'd gone back to work. But um... <laughs> oh, No, but the beauty of it is, it's half hour, nice, easy, gentle watching. You don't have to concentrate. And half an hour is nothing, is it? You just put uh, that on. Well, the good news is I'm off tomorrow. So once the kids are, once Grayson's at school and Edmund's at nursery, the, the day is my own. So, oh, uh, well, maybe oh, you are going to have such a good day. You'll be planning your next fishing trip into Scotland. <laughs> I That's where we'll be walking next. We'll, be, we'll all be catching car doors. <laughs> Frantically searching for fishing tackle. Yeah, Bob Mortimer is one of my all-time. You've never heard Atletico Mints, then the podcast. No, you've meant you've mentioned stuff before, and I'm like, I just don't. And that was obviously that was way. I think that was way before Taskmaster and stuff. And I was like, I just don't. I just don't. And that stuff just flies over my head. It's like the Mike Bassett yeah. thing all over again. I just didn't get it. <laughs> no. Well, there we go. So as soon as we get off, we get off the podcast, I'll go and download some. I'll watch some. I'll watch some tomorrow. Oh, you're in for a treat. How's you your week been, Ross? Uh, 
it's been all right. You know what I've done tonight? I, t- I turned the heating off a few weeks ago, but I've got that cold and turned it back on again. Oh, yeah. Summer was nice, wasn't it? But... <laughs> that is, oh, yeah. You know what? We ch- Teddy kept moaning. Teddy kept sleeping naked because he said he was too hot all the time. So then we, f- we changed it to a summer quill. And ever since we changed it to a summer quill, the weather's been absolute pants. <laughs> He's been freezing every single night. So we had to put blankets on him. <laughs> yeah. No, but I can't, what for them? Not done a lot. Didn't play this weekend. Had a weekend off. What was uh, that come about? Because we, we've got an odd number of teams in our league. Oh, right. So you're always... Uh, we we didn't have our week off pre-lockdown, so this is this was our week off. We've got a big big one this weekend against Shaw Heath, who uh, were very much rivals, and we've had many a, many a barney with over the years. Even to, the, even, to, even to the part where their their players were coming onto our Twitter and Facebook feeds and trying to troll us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's a great weekend rivalry all around, then, isn't it? A double header. <laughs> so, if you've been up to this, Simon, more DIY. Well, I've got a couple of things to chat. I, I speak to you. I mean, this is a welcome distraction, but I speak to you from a position of distress. <laughs> so. I've got two things to talk about. One of them, I climbed Rivington Pike at the weekend. I don't know if you've ever done it. It was a joy. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. The thing I suspect you two might prefer to talk about is that earlier this evening, I went to cricket training. And at one point, I was batting and I got hit flush in the balls. Oh. I'm sat here and... I don't all overshare, but I'm sat here in a towel and I've got a tea towel full of ice cubes between my legs. Very tender. I mean, did you have a cup on? Yeah. Yeah, I did have a box on it. So it hit flush on the box. Really takes the wind out of you, I'll be honest. What? Was, was, your, was, was, it, that... was it leg spin, off spin? What kind of? Pace. Okay. <laughs> So I'll tell you what happened. It was I mean, notoriously, you, you do like to miss pace bowlers, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, and yet again, my bat got nowhere near the ball. You tried yeah, well, clearly it did, but the wrong bat. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those like Astro you know those AstroTurf cricket pitches you see. So you get a bit more tennis ball y bounce on them than you would on a normal cricket pitch. And I didn't I hadn't allowed for that. And so he bowled. I was going to block it. He was a bit faster than the other bowlers. I was going to block it, but then he bounced a bit higher. And I thought, oh, I should try and, like, pull it. Oh, <laughs> no. I kind of ended up sort of doing neither. And the ball just... So I missed the ball, and then bang. You were Straight away, you... everyone laughs. So they've not been hitting the balls. Was this was this first first training session for a new team? Well, I went last week as well. Oh, I thought it was this was your initiation, getting whacked in the old. Uh... No, yeah. So yeah, and poor yeah. So I took a few moments, and then and you know I carried on. So it's really when I got home, it's a, a bit more of anything. So has the cricket season not started then? Well, I mean, this is I tell you, this is a farce. So I've been to two training sessions. I'm one of the best players. I, you oh. know me. 
you know me, Roth. I'm modest. Yeah, I mean, we're finding that out now, aren't we? I thought they'd ask you how you got away from the IPL so far. Exactly. Basically, we've got too many players. Um, and so they were like, oh, we've got like too many. So I've kind of got to wait for my opportunity. But I am better than I'm sort of like, can't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe you, you, you're wasting this time on this talent. Exactly, yeah. Are you, so, being, over, are you being overlooked for a Southgate loyalty pick? No. <laughs> you, you the Trent Alexander Island of the of the cricket world. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the situation situation I'm in. But badly injured at the moment. So no, uh, no so chance the, of me cycling to work tomorrow morning. I tell you that. Has the team been winning without you playing? I think they've been losing. So I overheard. I think they've just been having friendly so far. But I'm pretty sure they they lost. So when you join a team. What do you? Obviously, they must ask, "What are you, batter bowler?" What, what do you? Yeah. How do you market yourself? How do you sell yourself to them? Well, this is the thing. I've sort of misjudged that a bit. I think I undersold myself. So, when I used to play for Chiswick, they had four Saturday teams and two Sunday teams. So when I said I play for the third team, I think they've thought, "Oh, he's just like a Sunday cricket player." When like no, I was playing like Saturday cricket, league cricket. Um, so so I think they've understood uh, what. I sh- and and then I spoke to this other guy, and I thought we were just having a bit of a chilled out chat. But it turns out he's quite senior, and really he was assessing my cricketing standard. <laughs> so I should, what I should have said, and a guy I used to play cricket with, he used to say, whenever you turn up at a new team, if they ask you what you do. Just tell them you're a fast bowler, and then they'll definitely give you a bowl. And then, yeah, they'll quickly realise you're not a fast bowler. But by that point, it's too late, and they'll realise you're quite. Good. <laughs> when so, you start pulling out two so I should have said, I should have said, I'm an opening batsman, but I didn't. I was kind of just sort of chatting about how the fact that I didn't play last year. But they've now seen me in the net. I mean, afterwards, I messaged the guy. After last week, I messaged the guy and I was like, oh, that was great. Um, you know, love to be involved, whatever. And he was like, you know, as we said, you know, he was like, you can clearly bat and field. So, so they, know, <laughs> they know my potential. <laughs> I mean, I like the way they said you can clearly field as if like, what? Because you, what were you doing? Picking the ball out of the net and chucking it back to the bowler? Well, no, no. I, I went and did a bit of fielding practice. Took a few catches. Well, so, so what? What's what's the future then? Well, as it happens, I I can't work. I can't play this Sunday anyway because I'm working, and I also enjoy just going down on a Wednesday. And, and having a bit of a net. So, and basically, the so Preston Club is like really close to where I live. So it's sort of, I mean, it'd be ridiculous for me to join anywhere else. So I think I'm just going to kind of carry on going and at some point wow. they'll, they'll realise one. Can't wait to bob down and watch. Yeah, well. What, 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 day, what day would you be playing? So I think the first and second team playing on Saturday and the third and fourth playing on Sunday. And I Sundays probably work better for me in terms of my work. 
And now, I mean, it goes without saying, the moment they give me a game, they'll realise I should be playing a high level. So I don't, yeah. they'll, be dem- they'll be demanding. When you when you see off their opening bowler by not hitting any of his... Exactly. Um, they'll think, but, where are we? So we so what do all these years trying to hit the ball? So I think I'll be a Sunday player. I went to the first and second team training accidentally the first time. And I didn't really enjoy it. There was a lot of people there taking it very seriously, which isn't really my vibe. Um, so there's a bit more of a relaxed vibe about this when you go to the third and fourth training. But we'll see right. how it goes. But, I mean, it all depends on me getting over this injury. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, won't we? We'll keep us well. When you bring when you bring the crowd, surely that's going to bump you up. I mean, when the sponsors turn up, me exactly. and Rob, surely. Did no one offer the magic sponge, Simon? No, no, no one offered anything. Oh. Just left you rolling around <laughs> in tears. But one one person said, "Are you wearing a box?" So I suppose <laughs> I suppose once I'd said yes to that, I think they they saw it as fair game to laugh well, at me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to know what they would have done if you would have gone. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> I reckon I'll, hospital job. I reckon hospital I'll, job. That's what I I'll just I'll just press this third nine. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, cheesy. We haven't got that long, have we? It's a short one this week. So what are we talking it about? Is. Um, so we are going to discuss uh, the new uh, Champions League format. Um, following on from our uh, Super League chat last week. And then we will preview uh, the second biggest game of the season, this, the game that I hate more than any game at, in the world, uh, and that is uh, Liverpool-Manchester United at Old Trafford, which is this Sunday, uh, which could also see the demise of Liverpool's season, which also doesn't really make me what like the game any better. So uh, we'll have a break, we'll come back, uh, and we will discuss uh, the new Champions League format. Welcome back to the Three Thirds Mike One Third Scouts podcast, and we are going to discuss the new Champions League format. So, Simon, what is the premise of the new format? <laughs> oh, what a ball of We can start again, and I'll throw it to Ross if you want. No, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. <laughs> you, uh, you, you've got to do a better job than me. He messes up his own intro and then throws <laughs> more stumbled elves. That's, a, that's a, the second hit in the box I've had tonight. Um, Which no. one was more painful? <laughs> we'll see what you has the longer lasting embarrassment. My understanding is it was way through um, last week, kind of when everyone was distracted by this European Super League thing. My understanding is that from next, I don't know if it starts next season, but the Champions League, instead of being in groups, there's going to be one very long, uh, one sort of massive 36 team league, or there's more teams than normal. But your F1's going to play like 10 games instead of the eight they would normally play in um, in a group game. In, uh, six, I suppose, they would normally play in a group games. And then at the, I don't quite know how it's worked out who you play against, but I mean there must be some sort of F1's giving a kind of ranking beforehand based on their coefficient. 
And at the end of this 10 games, there'll be like a 36-team league table. And then I think it's like the top eight then go through to the quarterfinals. And then teams 9 to 24, I guess it would be. Roth, Roth is the mask guy. Um, <laughs> they play off against each other in a sort of two-legged quarterfinal situation or something. And then... And then I don't know the teams at the bottom. I don't know. Don't know if they go into the Europa League or they just they're just the end of their European journey. And then once those teams are played off against each other, you'll be down to a last sixteen at that point, would you? I don't quite know. But and then and then it's just a normal knockout tournament. But um, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think first of all, I think there's just too much European football. And second of all, I don't quite like the second stage where. You're going to have the top eight teams. So you're going to have you're going to see less games from the top eight teams. Who the the only ones I'm interested in watching, really. Um, and I think there's a change in qualification. So I think with the extra teams that are in it, some of them qualify sort of like they've given extra places to some, some smaller countries. But some of them qualify sort of through whatever your UEFA coefficient is, which I think will benefit basically teams in big countries. So I, I think there may now be a chance to win an invitational spot. What you say? Sorry, to win an invitational spot. Well, <laughs> not far short. <clears throat> I, I think there's a now a chance for a kind of if you finish fifth in the Premier League, but you're Liverpool and you've had you've done well in the Champions League over the last few years, so you've got quite a high UEFA co- coefficient to sort of guarantee your place, and and you, the co- UEFA coefficient. Is in half of it is made up of just how well your country's ranked. So you sort of you have a big benefit from just being in the Premier League, which obviously does quite well in general in the Champions League. I, I have to say, Sam, and I really appreciate you uh, thinking that we'll finish fifth. But there we go. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying I appreciate you taking on explaining that because off the top, no, it was Anybody, I thought you. I thought you would have. I thought you've read that off somewhere. To be fair, so I mean, you've done it that well. <laughs> but if any of that information is wrong, don't sue me. Well, the only bit that's wrong is that the format will start in twenty twenty four. Oh well, you know what? What is three years between friends? <laughs> I, I, the, the strange thing is, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the point of the change. Well, it gets That's more teams, doesn't it? More yeah, games. But yeah, but it's the same with like when the Euros. One of the one of the great things when the Euros were like a small format, small team tournament. From the off, you like big teams were playing big teams, weren't they? Whereas now, all you do, you just get the get, you just get the like England. Seems like Scotland. Yeah, like and now it's the Champions League game. You're just going to get more of the the pointless games that no one's really interested in watching. And they're not, like, I can understand if they were, they were arguing for the sake of, like, we're going to improve football in some developing nations and give them more of a chance and blah, blah, blah. And some of the lesser leagues we're going to give them a chance. Then, yeah, you, you could go, well, well, maybe they've got good intentions, but it's not, it's not, it's not because of that, is it? It's just greed. I mean, in, the, in the current format, you do often end up with a bit of a group of death, don't you? And like, sort of by accident, There'll be one group like basically so every match is a really good match, but I sort of feel like this way they must the way they're going to do this league presumably they are going to like seed these teams, so it's kind of guaranteed locked in that like 
Yeah, the biggest, and like... the biggest 10 clubs probably won't play against each other. And, you know, Barcelona will end up playing their games against teams ranked sort of 10 downwards, I guess. Because they will, I mean, I presume they'll be similar. You win your first few amount of games and you can rest, like, like doing the group stages now. It'll be the same kind of thing that the top teams will do exactly the same, won't it? So it's. Well, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the other thing. You're going to go through this entire 10 games, you know, which takes ages. And at the end of 10 games, you're going to be a situation where you've only managed to get rid of, you know, you're still going to have 24 teams left. You know, 10 to, 10 to 12, you only got rid of 10 to 12 teams or something. You see, it feels like a lot of games to not get rid of many teams. Yeah. So it's a. So, so it's so you play 10, 10 teams and then it's the quarterfinals. So, so in effect, you're playing what an extra two, you play an extra two games because you'd obviously play, the, you'd obviously play what the, the, the round before that, which is the round of 16 or whatever it is, before you got to the quarters. You play six in the um, no, but, no, but if I think if you finish in the top eight in the league, <laughs> you go straight through to the last 16. And then yeah. teams nine to twenty-four play off against each like so nine will play twenty-four. Oh, I see. Oh, ten, right. ten will play twenty-three, eleventh will play twenty, whatever. So the so the, the so the next round sort of snuck in where that happens, and then that's how you get your last sixteen. Yeah, best how- case scenario, you play two extra games, but worst case scenario, that's four extra games, isn't it? To stay in the Champions League and then So how, how is that how, how is that gonna work? Well, it's just going to be a lot of European football. It's just going to be from the start of the season, pretty much every week, every midweek, I guess. And maybe the the break between the end of the group stage and the start of the knockout stage, because obviously, what it goes from what December to February, doesn't it? Now? Or something around that. Then right, so you have to yeah, 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 the Champions League football, don't you? So that that'll be that'll be cut down, won't it? And which will obviously for English clubs. Christmas is the busiest period. So if your your break time between midweek Champions League games to then actually starting the fixture congestion of Christmas time is that's going to be horrendous to manage, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose and if you've accidentally got to the semi final of the League Cup, where it's two legs as well, I suspect January is going to be quite chaotic for someone next season. Whenever that first season happens, yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, I, I, because this got voted through on the Monday, where after the Super League was was announced, wasn't it? So Super yeah, League was announced yeah. Monday, and then the Monday there was a big vote, and this got voted through. Now I half think this was voted through as like kind of a, well, fu Super League clubs will do what we want because you're not now involved, kind of like you know without any real. Obviously, there's been some thoughts. They put proposals together, but. Well, the rest of the teams team. must. The rest of the teams must have wanted it. Otherwise, they would never sure they've got to. They, they would never sure you ever would never have let it go to a vote. Surely to, to have lost the well, vote. I think the trouble is from the team's point of view. It means more teams, in, so you're more likely to be in the Champions League, and more games in the Champions League presumably generates more money. So, so for each individual team, yeah, you selfishly, you kind of guarantee you're more likely to be in the Champions League, and if you are in the Champions League, you're more likely to be able to generate. More money, and also but, if you think from the twelve teams that were in the vote when they voted it through, of course the rest of the teams are like they're, they're the well they are the smaller clubs, aren't they? So they would want more chances to be in the Champions League and more opportunity to get through and things. So for the for the twelve teams who were in the vote or the twelve, all the rest that weren't apart from the twelve, it makes sense for them. But 
for the big clubs who wanted to change things and make things better in their favour, all they've ended up doing is shooting themselves in the foot. And it's it, just going to be, for a fan, it's just going to be a worse experience, isn't it? Well, you kind of get, when it gets to like, I mean, the first few games, when you went, well, say you win your first three games and you draw your fourth and then you end up knowing that the fifth and sixth game of the group stage, as it is, are meaningless and you're already through. You're not, you're not bothered, are you, really? And no. if that happens, if that happens, then you have three or four games to watch, and you're already you're already guaranteed of a flat. Like even less so, you kind of. I I do agree that you. you I mean, I when United won the Champions League in '99, and there was no kind of seedings, and there was no, and United had the group with Bayern Munich and Barcelona, like. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? You want the best teams actually fighting out and every game really, really means something. But now and, and every Champions every... League felt like a real special occasion, didn't it? Like it was a real... Yeah. Well, even this even this season, I know you talked about the group of death before, Sam, but that was United's group this year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, exactly. Yeah. 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 And PSG I just think... Madrid, like it's when City first got in the Champions League, they were in, whenever they were like third seed or... I don't think they were over the last seed, but whenever they were like seeded third, they'd always play two of the big hitters in the groups. And I, I don't understand what's wrong with the format. Well, what's wrong with the format is it clearly doesn't ge- doesn't generate as much money as the new format. But I, it, like I so said, it just feels like you, you're right. You're just messing around with just messing around yeah. with the current. Format. It doesn't. Need but what I that. don't understand is like there's been so many good games in last in like recent Champions League history. There's been so many great matches like you think of well Liverpool coming back against Barcelona Barcelona coming back against PSG to name two there's nothing wrong with the actual format is there because in recent memory some of the some of the actual compositions have been some of the best that we've ever had in the Champions League in terms of excitement and matches so it's not like the format's not producing excitement it's just it just seems changed for money's sake as opposed to we actually need, like, people are getting bored of what's happening in the Champions League, which they're not, are they? Is there, is there any other way around? I mean, this, this is not sound really daft, but is there any way? Because obviously they want to generate more money. That's what that's what they want to do. Can you two see any other way of doing it without doing this 10-game, 10-team league or whatever it is that they're, they're going to end up doing? I can't. I know we're saying well, leave they... it alone, but ultimately they're not, they're not going to leave it alone, are they? They're going, they're going to want to do something to it. Ah oh, well, I think. Well, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about last week. We kind of like how how the television rights are sold, really, because basically it's sold still on this. There are so many games model, and you pay so much money for them. Whereas if you changed it to, you pay for, you pay for a like like NFL do. You pay for a season pass and you get access to every single game. Yeah, I I think there'd be a lot more people. A lot of people end up watching sport, especially football, on illegal streams, don't they? And I would, I would bet that you'd make a, probably a lot more money from people if you sold like a, a season pass for a reasonable amount and you got millions more people actually paying that fee because they'd know they'd get a reliable stream as opposed to Googling Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester City Champions League live for each stream and pressing every single button going until they got rid of enough pop-ups that they could actually watch it. But you'd, you'd probably make more money that way instead and not you wouldn't have to... You wouldn't have to add the games, whereas because they're selling it game by game, basically, that the, the only the only way in this current model is to increase the amount of games they play, so they can sell the rights to them. 
but I don't know. They've not phoned me yet to get my opinion. So, well, that's a you... mistake, isn't it? Because it will. Just, I mean, surely the. I don't, I don't know. Like you said about the the, the Carabao Cup and when, when it's going to be played, is there just is going to be football every midweek? Yeah, because yeah. There's going to be no. There'll be like interna- international breaks will will almost be a break, uh, not even just it'll just be a break from football. For the well, this is well, it's like you say, this is one of the problems because obviously uh, when it was that Ilki Gundogan came out, didn't he, and said, "Has anyone thought about the actual players who are going to have to do all these games?" Because yeah, it's all right pandering to the fans' needs, but he didn't say this, but that's basically what he's saying. You're pandering to the fans' needs, but what about the actual players who've got to deliver it? Like, it's not really fair on them, is it? Yeah, well, they get paid a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, no, but they get paid a lot of money to deliver sport at a high level. And if the if there's some, if everyone's getting injured and they can't actually do it, are you, are you as excited by it? Yeah, well, you end up kind of watering down the product, don't you? You end up with sort of teams, you know, people will have to rotate their teams more, so we won't see the best of this and the best. Less is more with these type of things, but everyone's looking at their personal short-term financial gain, aren't they? That's the, the sort of the trouble with football at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, on, on an optimistic note... <laughs> It just it does make you wonder. Like, will we get to a point where just how many years are we away from burnout with like this? You know, there's just too much stuff. There's too much football, and everyone's not interested anymore. Well, you think back to the NF, the NFL. What? How many? How many players play a snap? And there's a what? Fifty three man. They've got fifty three man squad. It's like no, but I many... just mean I just mean from a fan's point of view. What, just just so much, much this, like you reach saturation point. There's just so much that, oh, then you over, you're over. There's just too much to keep track of and too much to follow. But like when we, uh, we in a way we kind of reached that. Like when we were kids, getting a ticket to go and watch a game at Old Trafford was like gold dust. Like it was just like impossible. You'd have to like join a like three year waiting list to get a season ticket at Old Trafford. Mm. Now, if you're inclined to, you can go and watch a match at Old Trafford quite easily. I think I think they basically most matches are kind of are not sellouts. Particularly if you want to go and watch a, a League Cup game, if you're happy to sort of pay however much they're charging, you know it's rare, you know you can easily get a ticket. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's why they, they tie season ticket holders into the cup scheme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have to fill the they have to fill the stadiums. That's what I'm saying. If we keep, we're we're kind of already reaching it. So if we keep going and keep going, like you're saying, these these matches, they want people in stadiums, and then your average football fan can they afford it? Because the the tickets won't be cheap for these games either, will they? Can you afford an extra three hundred quid that you're going to be paying on tickets? Well, it's not even that. You've got to. How many destinations have you got to fly to to go watch the games? Yeah, Especially if you're, playing, if you're going to be playing five home and five away games, which I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you are. Five, five, five European away trips, and you've not even got out of the group stage. And yeah. how, many, how many subscriptions have you had to as a far, as a you know TV watching fan? Have you had to subscribe to to watch all the games? Oh yeah, that is that is the big thing. BTO I mean, I, I, that's before you, that's before you pay for Netflix. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're Amazon. Cheesy. You've got a lot 
to get through on the iPlayer in terms of uh, Mortimer and Whitehouse, but got the whole back catalogue of shooting stars, maybe. If, uh, if it, exactly. if it goes yeah, that. It. Luckily, they're on iPlayer, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I, the fact that it's not happening until twenty twenty four makes you, obviously makes you think that there's possibly going to be changes to the fact, like. There's time for a still... sensible person to be yeah, charged. There's time for them to phone me and ask what I think about it, and they'll they'll listen. So we'll see. Who knows what platform us three will be broadcasting on by them? Disney Plus, I think. They love it. Instead, when you log into Disney Plus and it says Marvel, Star Wars, <laughs> three thirds Mank, one third Scouse. <laughs> Hey, you get that that call from your wafer off. You just you just make sure you sell us up. You, we might be. Uh, <laughs> well, I've listened now not to do it from Simon tonight. You don't say you're a third batsman. <laughs> oh yeah, go big early door. <laughs> well, don't tell me you're a fastball. Oh Christ, on my. <laughs> what they want, what they're desperately looking for, is a guy that can bowl fast and bowl spin. I don't know if you know anyone, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, funnily enough, funnily enough, we've had a, a cricket swing ball setting at work. I thought that maybe the next walk we go, I thought I might see if I can fit that in a backpack, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll bring we'll bring I'll, the NPL to the streets of Manchester. I'll know if for the first two hours when me and Ross are drinking beers and you're just having the water, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep my reactions. No, it's whenever it, when it, you'll know whenever we have a drink, and he just shouts, "Drinks break." <laughs> Bring, brings out a cool box put, put, put the thick sun cream on under the eye <laughs> oh you're sweating uh, cheesy yeah, get, get, get the 12 man to run you out a new, a new set of <laughs> some guy traits to behind us with a new bat and a cloth Grace, Grayson will turn up oh, yeah <laughs> anyway it's a, it's a lovely bank holiday this weekend isn't it? What uh, what what plans do you have for this this Sunday, Simon? Well, I I tell you, this is I, I didn't mention this before the show, and as as I've said before, I'm a modest man. A hero of the week has to go to Simon Mann. So okay. I I was down to work next Wednesday, and someone from work messaged me and asked me to swap a Wednesday day shift. For a bank holiday Sunday day shift, because she had some, she hadn't realised she was working that day, and she booked some to see her parents. And I said yes. So I've given up my bank. So I'm now working bank holiday Sunday. Um, which is I, yeah, but- at the time I didn't realise Manchester United were on. All I knew was that <laughs> I was selected for the cricket. That's all I knew at the time. <laughs> so so cheese this 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 show that's based around two people being Man United fans and one person being a Liverpool fan. I mean, for and, the last, for um, the last... Um, and when and and the games where these two clubs actually meet don't come around. Well, maybe three, four times a season. So, come on, what are you doing this Sunday? Well, funnily enough, I'm working. Also, you're working as well. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know what time Simon Schiff finishes, but my mind will be finishing at half five, so at least, at least I'll get to listen to the second half. But um, 
if I, if I mean, I don't really want to listen. I don't really want to listen to the first half or the second half. I think I don't. I don't think it's. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's not something I'm really looking forward to. I mean, for the last few years, I mean, I've not really cared about it. It's not really mattered. But this year seems to be uh, all of a sudden it's become very important. So where are you in the table? I've, you know what, Sam? <laughs> I've absolutely no idea. I believe. I genuinely don't know. I believe that we are sixth, I think, behind West Ham, um, which is a phrase I didn't think I'd be saying. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, obviously, City and then United, and then Leicester, who played last night, came from behind and won. So, the last two weeks, the results have gone for us. Spurs have dropped points. Spurs have played Everton, dropped points. Um, West Ham have dropped points. Chelsea have dropped points. And I was like, the last like seven, the last seven games of the season, we just one big push, and then after, if we end up getting in the Champions League, then the season is like it's, it's a very it's a salvage season. It, it is what it is. The last in the last week, we've dropped points against Leeds and against Newcastle. And the last five minutes of each game, um, <laughs> and now I'm relying on Leicester losing the last three games. Um, to almost get in. But now we've got to a situation where Everton have got a game in hand on us as well and can go above us now, so we could quite easily be seventh, I think. So, um, so yeah. I think, the not... trouble, I think the trouble is, I think Leicester and Chelsea kind of look the form teams, don't they? And they're, they're yeah. the guys well, in position. No, Liverpool's form is better than Leicester's and Chelsea's. But Leicester got a good win at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but they, so, didn't they get beat? They got beat by West Brom, though, didn't they? And they yeah, got, they got beat. Last five games, they've, been, they've won three, lost two. And Chelsea have won two, drew two, lost one. Whereas Liverpool have won three, drew two. So you have gained points on them teams, but but from I mean, a position really, where we should have, we should have won, we should have won five games in a row. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd be saying that. Like we just, but we just cannot. We just couldn't. We just couldn't hold it against Leeds, and then the end, the end to the Newcastle game was just an absolute farce. And like, I, we, don't, we don't. I mean, as, as bad as it, we don't. Really, we don't really deserve to be. We're not a Champions League team at the minute. We just, we just seem to blow a little bit all over the place. We look absolutely knackered when it gets after eighty minutes. Um, and the last team I would want to be playing this weekend would be Manchester United. I just I think. Mean, well, Simon, do you think that United? Obviously, they've got the big game against Roma uh, on Thursday. Do you think how... Obviously, they will take it seriously, but do you think Solskjaer will play a team considering the next leg of the semi-final? Well, do, you know, or, well, do you know when the um, when is the second leg against Roma? Is it the following Thursday? I think it might be. So, I, I, I think... Given our league position, I think Ollie will be, and he, they, United, under Solskjaer, United ended up in a. I think it's not quite a thing yet, but United have lost a lot of semi-finals while Ollie's been in charge. Now, every time we've lost the semi-final, I think there's been sort of like fair enough. Like we haven't completely blown it. We've been in a situation where you think, you know. There's a chance we'll lose it. If we were to lose against Roma, if we were to get knocked out by Roma, I think that would be a like a bad result for United. You know, you make up favourites to get through it. And I think we'll be all guns blazing to get through. That'll be his number one priority. I think he'll play against Liverpool. I suspect he will play his classic 
against a big team sort of side where it'll be very defense minded. Hope to hope Daniel James will do something on the break. I was going to say, so you're saying Dan James is going to get started? Yeah, yeah, I, I suspect that'll be the sort of side he'll pick. What do you think? How do you how do you see it? Yeah, I kind of think the same. I, can, I think we're twelve points clear of fifth with five games to play. So, you, if we lose against Liverpool, it's not going to end our top four chances, which is ultimately like regardless of where you finish in the top four, as long as you're in Champions League next season, that's the big thing. Uh, I still think we'll finish second, even if we do lose. So, what what is the point really? Like you say, we the for him to Solskjaer to win the Europa League would be more of a, a statement than it would be for him to say I beat Liverpool again this season like it, it doesn't really mean anything so I, I I would prefer him to prioritise the Europa League maybe play not necessarily well yeah weaken to an extent to the extent where Dan James plays and maybe I don't yeah, know someone like, someone like Victor Lindelof can only really play once a week from what I can tell yeah, you know, he has this back problem we've not, we've not seen him play three games in a week very often yeah so I'd like yeah so I'd like I'd, I'd maybe like to see a few changes depending on Obviously, if we go away, if we suddenly beat Roma 5 0 the first leg, then yeah, maybe I'd go, oh, well, we'll, we'll rest the games, we'll rest the players against Roma and let's see if we can get one over against Liverpool. But I, I, I would prefer to see Europa League priority than, than the. Uh, tell you what, I, I feel like Juan Mata has got a good record against Liverpool anyway. I did he score? He scored a good goal against them. He scored he? a very good goal against them once. So I, I think he might have scored more than once against. Them. I think he's he scored twice in that game. I think one one in over a kick at, uh, at yeah, Anfield, yeah. an excellent goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't did, that did United end up? With... We were good at, when Louis Van Gaal was in charge. You know, United played some dull football in that period of time. But we were good against Liverpool. He had a brilliant record against Liverpool. <laughs> you well, can bring yeah. him back if you want. <laughs> no thanks. Only tell you Jackson's asking for that. <laughs> the other news that recently has surprised me: uh, Eric Bailly signed a new contract. Yes, I was shocked at that. Now I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning because he can't be relied to play more than ten games a season. So why are we? I don't really understand unless. Clearly, centre back's not a, a position of importance for this transfer window, and he's maybe thinking that we'll go with what we've got and we'll look to strengthen in other areas. So maybe a Kane or a Haaland um, or a Sancho is is there to and we'll we'll stick with what we've got at the back. I, I mean, I, don't. I mean, it's, a, it's a, sometimes it's a very risky strategy that fellas. <laughs> oh, well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why we're saying we're surprised, but there must be must be a reason why. Well, was he in his last year of his deal, or was he? Is he got another? Year? Like, is he, it's not? It's not. He's not on fire. He's he's gonna go. He, he, he's not gonna leave at the end of the season. He's got another season to go. Or was he going? You say he's not on fire. I mean, I think I, I can't confirm he's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't think yet. I don't I meant he's not because he can sign a pre. He can sign after six months to go. He can sign yeah, a pre. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so he must have been going into his final year. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Matt, the thing with Bay is when he's fit, he's actually really good. But he's so rarely fit, and United's big problem the last few years is he's had 
Rojo, Bailly, Phil Jones, and um, increasingly Victor Lindelof, who all, if fully fit, are actually quite good players, but often none of them are fit. And, you you know, you're struggling to get by. And you sort of feel like it's a good chance to sort of say to everybody, you know, thanks, you've been... You know, you've been a good servant to the club, but you know, good luck in your in your future endeavours. We need someone who can play every week. I mean, he's twenty seven, so his new contract sets him to twenty twenty four, which will be thirty. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with him after that because we're going to struggle to offload an, an injury prone thirty year old. Yeah, and I also thought that maybe like with Axel Two and Davy coming through, that that would signal the exactly. end. Of yeah, 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 Eric Bailly. Yeah. But, but like you said, if you're gonna if you're gonna if it's not important for the transfer window and you can keep him and all of a sudden Bayer becomes your, your fourth choice centre half and Twanze B gets more games, then is it really does it really make well, any difference? Like I say, that's all I can think that's happening. That the the I mean we're saying obviously Woodward's not gonna be there next season, but we're saying someone's someone's got a plan for this transfer window and maybe it involves the top end of the pitch as opposed to the bottom end of the pitch and my ideal situation, you know, uh, would be to have, as you saw, four centre halves would be Twanzebe, Lindelof, Maguire, and buy in someone better than all three of them. That's what I'd like to see United do. What? So, I mean, the other problem is with this who are we actually going to go out and sign? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? F1 always wants a really good centre-half. No one's massively keen to sell one. <laughs> and if That's you all... are prepared to sell them, then why are you prepared to sell them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's sort of a bit like every January, there's a heap of clubs that want to sign a goal scorer and no one thinking, oh, we've got too many goal scorers. Um, you know what? We're just scoring too many goals. Yeah. You take one, one off us. Yeah. To make we it a bit fairer. We need to get rid of Jermaine Defoe. Um, but yeah so, so would, I feel like United have been linked with Rafael Varane from Real Madrid for about the last 10 years and, and their their financial position does seem to be in a bad state but I don't know how gettable he is and every yeah. top Premier League club has been linked with uh, that Koulibaly guy from um, from Napoli for about 10 years and there's a reason why no one's properly got in for him yet as well, presumably. Well, yeah, yeah, yes. And he, I, I don't think he's actually that young. So he's one of them where he's twenty nine. Yeah. I think he's twenty nine, thirty now. So, mm. well, what do we think for the weekend? So I presume, cheesy, you're obviously very pessimistic about it. Um, I can't, I can't see it. Well, I, I say that we we didn't, we've not played badly. We just can't put the ball in the net. I think we've had. A, I think there was some stat. We've got one hundred and forty six shots and scored four goals since the beginning of the year a whole who do you blame for that the most Sadio Mane I don't think you can blame I don't think you can blame anybody for it I think it's just one of them things it's nothing, what, what, they're not they're not in the position to not score the score the goals they've had the chances to score the last three seasons they've scored a bucket load of goals and it's just confidence so as soon as they miss one it's, it's they, they just can't they, 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 it's just a I don't know mentality it, frame of mind it's Jack and it's Klopp's fault well, not, not, I don't think he's. I, I don't know his fault. It's, it's just it just happens. It just you know, if he scored bucket loads of goals, it'd be amazing. But it's just not meant to be. 
can't can't put the ball in it. That's all of them, really. I mean, Salah scored what twenty goals this season, but he could have quite easily had thirty. Do you reckon it's John Henry's fault? <laughs> <laughs> See, John Henry's wife's fault. Probably more my fault. Probably more my fault. <laughs> you haven't taken enough responsibility, cheesy. No, you're right. <laughs> my, 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 past... my, pow- my powerful thoughts. That's what it is. You know, you've just really shot the confidence because you've been listening to this every week. Going, well, the cheesy's not watching us. <laughs> yeah, because last season when you were really banging the drum for uh, for Trent over Marcus Rashford, you were doing well. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind one of the one of the games we one of the games we've won this year since the turn. I, did, I completely missed it. I forgot it was on the game against Sheffield United away at home. We, we won two. I didn't even know it was on. So I like it's not even like I've been basking in all the victories. And to be fair, that's that must be one of the big biggest victories you can have in football, isn't it? Away at Sheffield United, Bramall Funnily enough, that was the game also last year that I that I, I didn't even know was on. Because I thought it was on at night. I thought it was on as a nighttime kickoff, and I'd gone to work. And I remember checking my phone at I think in the afternoon, and the game had already finished. So, a bit of a I don't know, a bit of an omen. I don't know. But yeah, to, I mean, for our season to crumble on Sunday after being knocked out of the FA Cup at Old Trafford would just be the crowning glory of an absolutely shite season. So, I tell you, the problem you've had is that on the slide, Tuchel's done a really good job at Chelsea, hasn't it? Yes. They made a really clever move getting rid of Lampard and appointing Tuchel. And that's really... Because otherwise, if they would have kept with Lampard, you'd probably be back in the top four by now. Well, West Ham would technically be in the top four at the moment, wouldn't they? And Everton would still be above them. We'd be sixth. Well, we'd be sixth instead of seventh. Yeah, I mean, West Ham... I feel like West Ham have run their race, to be honest with you. I think that... Jesse Lingard's got no more goals in him. Exactly. That's that's the problem. (laughs) He's done his flash in the pan thing, and now he's now he's. But yeah, I fine. agree. I mean, I I think he time will tell whether or not Tuchel's doing a really good job at Chelsea, or if he's doing a solid job with really good players, and Lampard was doing a bad job, or some kind of combination of the two. But I I agree. I think that that probably was Chelsea making that move probably was the turning point. I also think that. Tuchel's done this by allowing Timo Werner to miss every shot that he's ever had. So <laughs> he's not even got a centre forward on the pitch at the minute. He's still <laughs> he's still getting getting the results that he's getting. So yeah, we'll see. What do you think will happen, Simon? On Sunday? Well, no, I, yeah, I'm um, I'm a bit downbeat, like cheesy. I think we'll only win three or four nil. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I I think it'll Thanks. be a tight game. I think it'll be a close one. I've got. I've got a feeling there's just been a lot of really bad United-Liverpool games in recent years. I could kind of see it being another one of them. A bit, everyone's a bit nervous, a bit, you know. So I've not got my hopes up for it being a good game. But what do you think, Ross? Yeah, I kind of agree. I don't think, I don't think, Liverpool aren't flying high, so I don't think they'll be going in with like oh, massive confidence. And I also think with United's obviously maybe focusing on the Europa League, they won't be. So it maybe could, it might not have the spark that other United Liverpool games have and it could just end up in a bit of a damp squib and mm. might just be a 1-0 to someone like with a, but not a tense 1-0, just kind of those, like the 1-0 that just happens and then you never really 
I don't think either team's going to really shout about it if they win this one, are they? You're still going to want you to talk about next year or really care about. So, yeah, I think I think it's a bit anticlimactic, really. I think I think both teams have got. I mean, it sounds bad to say that Liverpool aren't a bigger fish to fry, and if the Liverpool United aren't a bigger fish to fry, but they've got other other priorities that they're both thinking of. This and this this one game isn't it. So. But please do watch it, everyone, in case you're listening. I'm sure. Yeah, we're we're really selling it. We talk about next week. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's good job we don't work for BT or Sky, whatever channel. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I I reckon United might just nick it because, like you said, I think unless Liverpool get Sadio Mane, Sunderland's had to put the ball in the back of the net. I think we'll. I think we're more likely to score than they are. And I think Cavani will turn Nat Phillips a new one, to be honest. Well, they'll have a job he's not playing. Nat Phillips? Yeah. Yeah. But he finally realised he's crap. No, he's injured. Yeah. Oh, same thing. The, the, the Liverpool centre halfway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Lurk from the best. <laughs> right. Is there any, anything else? Don't think there is, is there? It's been a pleasure. I'll see you all next week, hopefully. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouts podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.